So our listeners at this moment have just heard the theme song, and they don't know that Dan and I sometimes have considered a variant of the theme song where after it says Lex and Dan, we add, and Damon Waynes. But, uh, <laughs> that that goes really way back. The two of us. That goes yeah. way back. That's season one stuff right there. But this, this is today's episode of Not Playing with Lex and Dan. I'm Lex. I'm Dan. This, of course, is the podcast where we watch movies that most of the world has seen, but that one or both of us have missed. Today, it's one that I think listeners will be shocked. I think they'll oh, assume, wow, yeah, they will I can't be believe Lex has never seen Speed. But no, I have seen Speed many Ooh, times, as recently uh, as a couple months ago. I watched it during the pandemic, but you know who's never seen Speed? Dan Moran. Lex, you really threw me under the bus there. <laughs> that was pretty good. I, thank you. I have seen part of speed but i this, don't well this podcast is a fraud forget yeah, it i'm sorry New episode. <laughs> throw it out start over again but i i feel like i definitely have never sat down and watched it from start to finish for sure why do you feel like you know the entire know. story like do you know what happens do you He's, know all the okay beats? so there is a mad bomber what bombs at midnight or whatever uh dennis hopper i believe and yeah. i know that keanu reeves is a cop let's assume cop who is trying to track him down he sets bombs in places, including on a city bus, and I believe the bus cannot go below 55 miles an hour or it explodes. Somehow, Sandra Bullock is drafted to drive the bus, and Dennis Hopper likes giving pop quizzes, hotshot, etc. That might be it. That might be all I have. Oh, is, is, uh, his name's Jack, right? Keanu Reeves' that name is Jack? Saying. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I can remember Dennis Hopper saying that, but that's about it. And so, but do you feel like you've seen half the movie or less than half? Oh no, I would say less than half. I would say maybe, and and like anything I have seen is probably from towards the latter half of the film. So, oh, I see. uh, Yeah, I, I, but I would estimate, I don't know, twenty to thirty minutes, maybe max, max. Okay. And do you know any other actors in the film? You mentioned Keanu Reeves. You mentioned Dennis Hopper. You mentioned Sandra Bullock. That's it. That's all I got. Off the top of my head. I also know that there is a sequel, Speed 2 Cruise Control, which (laughs) was on a boat and does not have (laughs) Keanu Reeves in it. (laughs) Yeah. That was a very bad movie. I didn't see it, but it was a very bad movie. I know. I, I remember seeing the trailers for it in the movie theater. There, there are various other actors you'll recognize. I will say this is, and this is a spoiler of one character, or one actor in the movie. Uh, this is my favorite Alan Ruck performance. So oh, I Alan, love Alan, Alan Ruck. Ruck. Returns to the podcast. Wow, wait, hold on. Your, your favorite Alan Ruck? I mean, like topping Ferris Bueller? Topping Ferris Bueller. Wow. I love his performance in this movie. He has a line in this movie that I quote probably five times a week. Topping... <laughs> Spin City? Topping topping Spin City, although I did love him on Spin City, so that's a great pull. Topping Star Trek Generations? I just threw that in there because I knew you wouldn't have seen it, but he's in it. <laughs> I'm probably my second would be Succession, and my third would be Ferris Bueller. Uh, I see. I still haven't seen Succession. I just figured I had a chance that you hadn't seen it, and I have, so I thought that I could work that in here. Yeah, nice. So well I'm played. Dead. Thank you. I also liked him on Persons Unknown, which wasn't that great a show. Persons Unknown? No, I didn't see it. But so uh, you've got, you got the, the main uh, thrust of the, the plot. Yeah. Sure. Do you know who directed it? Oh, um, I was just thinking about this right before you asked me, and I, I know that I will recognize it. This is, I mean, so what, this is 95? Is that right? Oh, I, Somewhere I in there. Check. It's like mid, mid-90s. Um, all right, so mid-90s action movie. It's not Bay. It's not... 94. So okay, 94. Close. Okay. It's not Wolfgang Peterson, our old friend. Uh, <laughs> 
it's not. That's Paul Simon saying. <laughs> oh man, uh, off the top of my head, I'm not. I'm not finding it, but I will. I know that I will like recognize it. I'm trying to see if there are other movies of his. Yes, there are other movies of his uh, that he's worked on that we have watched. That together. we have watched. Yes, I have no uh, doubtless. I mean, that was the the '90s. Again, we discussed '90s action is a a very formulaic genre. I will say this director did not direct other movies that we watched together. Oh, uh, he was the cinematographer on other films we oh. watched together. He did also direct Speed Two Cruise Control. Mm. He directed Lara Croft Tomb Raider: The Cradle of Life, and oh. he directed Twister. So good for him. Wow. Uh, so, I mean, uh, then we often like to include, and by often I mean every single time, a pitch for listeners of this podcast to watch the movie along with us. But the only way they can do that is if they pay. I will mention the movie is streaming on HBO Max. So if you have HBO Max, you can watch along with us there. But to watch it with us, you have to pay and become a member of The Incomparable. Indeed, you do. Here's Dan to find out more. (laughs) I'm finding out more right now. Yeah, I mean, as Lex mentioned, it's one of the many perks of being a member of The Incomparable is getting access to the not playing commentary tracks in which Lex and I uh, comment on the movie that we're watching. And you can sync it up with the movie and listen along with it. And it's like you're our friend, except we don't know you. Uh, I believe that's what they call a parasocial relationship. That's right. Uh, But it is only one of the many benefits you get. In addition to that, when you sign up for uh, membership at The Incomparable, you get access to The Incomparable's member Slack. Pretty cool. It's a place you can hang out with other Incomparable Mm. subscribers, Incomparable panelists. You get access to the bootleg feed, which has unedited raw audio of shows as they're recorded. Uh, You get access to the first class feed, which which has a bunch of other bonus episodes in it that you can't find anywhere else. And uh, at certain levels, you might even uh, take home a little swag. That's possible. Uh, and membership plans vary. You can start at five bucks a month and you can go higher if you would so choose. And when you sign up, you get to choose which shows see your benefits, see your, your hard-earned cash. And we hope that you'll consider not playing with Lex and Dan. We really do hope that. It would mean the world, just the absolute world to us. Or roughly a couple dollars every month. <laughs> <laughs> For just a couple dollars a month, you too can feed a podcaster. <laughs> Well, Dan, I have what I consider to be some truly excellent news for you. Okay, let it rip. You have now seen Speed. I have seen Speed. <laughs> Can you imagine being in the movie Speed and you're credited as bus passenger? Patrick Fischler, <laughs> that's who it was, the, the guy at the beginning. Oh, Bo Star. Yeah, there are a lot of people in here that I recognize. Okay, we've just hit the randomly 90s... Uh, punk i was surprised they didn't go with weird al yankovic for the soundtrack and another one rides the bus but uh that would be pretty good too i gotta back up and see if i can recognize richard schiff that's really what i need here so uh what'd you think i think this is like i think it's honestly about like at least 75 percent a good movie is my feeling okay I mean, it's got, so we talked, we've talked before in some other stuff this season about like the nineties, like action movie formula. And I think speed is another a good exemplar of that. Right. It's like, I haven't seen this exact movie, but I've also kind of seen this movie. <laughs> right. I, there were a lot of things I liked about it. I think actually Dennis Hopper is pretty great. Yes. He is way over the top, but I'm totally okay with it. Like, it, cause he totally feels like. I don't know. He's a ta- he's a he's a movie villain. He knows exactly what movie he's in, right? To me, that was a. Uh, I thought he was one of the high points. 
I, yes. I like both Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock, and I think there are scenes where they're good in this movie, but there's definitely scenes where I feel like, if nothing else, the script is letting them down. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff on the bus where it's like, do what? And the other person yells something, and then they have to repeat themselves, and it's like, this is, this is not good writing. <laughs> This is See, actually I, I I'm gonna disagree with you there. I think it is good writing. I think I don't think it's not realistic, maybe, but it's I don't think it's always particularly. I don't know if this movie were probably had come out a couple of years later after the formula had been a little more established. I think it would have had more. Um, it would have been a little quippier, right? And I think the dialogue would have been sharper, and maybe that wouldn't have been as effective in some ways. But I think it it might have meant there were more scenes where I wasn't like. This what are we talking about? <laughs> so I I found I find the dialogue in this movie much funnier than it has any right to be, and I had never looked mm-hmm. it up before. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that uh, according to the the writer, there was an uncredited rewrite by Joss Whedon. I believe I did that, know that when you you said you mentioned that to me, and I was like, oh yeah, that does sound familiar. That he did a punch yeah. up on that. And it um, I also sent you Richard Schiff, who is quite recognizable yes, I, when you know. I just saw. I just but, found uh, him. Yeah. But I don't know, it does feel like very Whedon-esque to me, the the writing. And uh, Joss Whedon, apparently very <laughs> flawed and <laughs> I think canceled individual at this point, maybe. Yeah, uh, I think so. But a good writer, which I can't uh, not acknowledge. But I don't know. I find that some of the dialogue in this so funny. A lot of uh, it is. And that's the thing. Is, uh, there's there's points where I think uh, because the, the funny lines stand out, uh, I think sometimes the lines where it's like a little more... I think some of these the more serious quote unquote parts of it don't land quite as well. Uh, like there's you know there's the scene where they're talking about the woman who uh, you know got blown up on the bus, right? Yeah. And like she's like, I feel guilty about it, and he's like, No, you feel happy. We're still alive. I'm like, This is not working for me. <laughs> like I don't need a movie that pontificates about the like you know meaning of life and death. That's not what I'm here for. So yeah. at times where you sort of verge into that, the more serious aspects of it, I think it fell more. It fell flat for me. But the action and the humor in it is great i i think so if if that I was think, like a little more throughout i you know i think that would be even better what i the reason that part doesn't bother me because i i agree with you as a as a general rule that i don't like it when it, you get into that kind of i don't know hokier state or whatever but in this case i really feel like it's earned and it feels genuine it feels realistic to me mm. like if i'm if i'm tasked like Keanu reeves is I don't know. He always seems like an idiot to me. I believe he is a very nice person and not an idiot, but he has an idiot vibe to me. But like his character, when like she's panicking, he's like, "Hey, we're okay." Like, and it's not very deep. It's like fake deep. It's it's like amateur hour deep. Mm. And he's like, "Hey, we're alive." Like, I'm like, "Yep, that's what I would expect him to say right now." He's just got to keep that lady calm, and he's he's he's. This is not his job to be a hair therapist right now. I don't know. He has. I really. He, I liked it. He has a lot of surfer vibe in this movie. Like, it's kind of yes. hard for me to take him seriously. And I I, lo- I really like Keanu Reeves. I think I agree with you. I think he seems like a genuinely good person and he I enjoy a lot of his work but I feel like also there was a point at which the Keanu Reeves identity tipped over into like you know it's like we talked about with Tom Cruise I think earlier in this season is like Keanu Reeves I don't think he has a ton of range. I think there's a few things that he does very well. Yeah. You know, I think Bill and Ted I think he's fantastic in those movies. <laughs> uh, his comic timing is very good. And I think that's what's hard about this movie is like 
a lot of this in, like requires him to be a very serious like cop guy and i don't think that is necessarily his strength but i i think that uh, his uh, you know the, the more they lean in with the comedy the better he does uh and his comedy is not necessarily like quippy comedy it's a very uh, it's not exactly physical either but it's like a it's like a um he has like a mannerism style of comedy that really works uh, yeah. So and, and when they kind of write to that, I think that it ends up working very well. And of course, he he's a very physical actor as well, right? Because he's he does martial arts, and um, you know, if you I've only seen one of the John Wick movies, but I feel like you know that's a that kind of hits in his wheelhouse. Uh, and so I kind of wish they let him be a little bit more than generic action guy. And the parts where he is better than that, like that's again where this movie I think really works. Uh, and I want I will take a pushback on one thing where you're like I think the, the that 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 particular scene is very realistic, reminding you that this is a movie where a bus jumps a 50 foot gap in a freeway. So I mean, when you read more about the bus jumping the gap, as it turns out, the there was no gap. You know, they, they digitally added the gap. Sure. And when the bus jumped it the first time, it went much further than they had told the director it would go. And it destroyed all the cameras they had set up to record it. It went out of frame. <laughs> so they had to do it again. And they had to get like backup cameras brought in to film it because... Uh, they broke it all, but I don't know. I there is so much about this movie that I love the 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 way the people on the bus get crazy. Some of them, the fact that the guy on the bus pulls a gun on yeah. the cop. I don't know. There's so you're right. It's so much about it stretches believability, but. To me, like you can say, yeah, the bus jumps the thing. But to me, it's like I thought the first time I saw this movie, I remember so vividly. I thought for sure that the lieutenant on the subway walkie-talkie thing radio was joking when he's like, "The subway track ends." Like it's not <laughs> yeah, even a different thing. I was joking about that. I was like, it's, "Oh no, I'm just kidding with you, Jack." <laughs> I I'm amused that I just looking at the uh, the Wikipedia page on this. They mentioned that there was an idea for it came to, like from the screenwriter's father. Uh, about a film called Runaway Train with John Voight, uh, which was based on a 1963 concept by Japanese filmmaker Akira Kurosawa, <laughs> which is wild. And I also, I mentioned to you, it was kind of fascinating to me, uh, Mission Impossible, which came out, what, we decided the year after this, I think? I believe the Tom Cruise movie came out in 90, uh, two years later, 96. Yeah. A lot of stuff in there, very similar, to the point even of thinking like, well... Keanu Reeves kind of looks like Tom Cruise and Dennis Hopper kind of looks like John Voight, who's the bad guy in that movie. So it's it felt like it had a couple like there's a lot of synergy there. Anyways, I enjoyed yeah. it. Now, I'm not it doesn't seem like this is a movie you're going to watch more than once. When you watch this movie repeatedly, you can see lots of cameras in it, which I was noting as we watched it this time. I didn't <laughs> well, put them all out the new, They're on the and news. They, well, no, they they talk about it though. He's like, I had to hide cameras all over the set. Like cars have them, and and the bus itself has them because a lot of things we can film once, and so we just had a lot of cameras everywhere. And it's pretty funny because you can just see a lot of them, and it is funny. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. It. Anyways, but I don't know. I I think that so much of the cast does really solid performances. Like, yeah. <laughs> Gigantor is believable as that guy, and as I told you, I love Alan Ruck's performance, and I really like. It does feel to me like a star making performance for Sandra Bullock, which indeed it was, because she's like she feels effortless in it. It feels very very natural to me. It doesn't feel like yeah. Keanu Reeves. You feel him acting. Sandra Bullock's like that. That could have been her. Just it a random. That's not her. I, yeah, but it felt like it was. Her. I think it, it hurt in retrospect viewing it from 2021 because it's like, well, it's Sandra Bullock, right? Whereas <laughs> if you're watching that in in 1994, I think you would be sitting there going like, oh yeah, she's totally. She just seems like a person who could be plucked off the bus and forced to drive right. the bus. Also, apparently, the first 
the first choice for the role of Keanu Reeves' role was Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> Which, oh boy, oh boy, that would be a very different movie and definitely not as good. They also considered Tom Cruise, okay, Wesley Snipes, all right. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Sure. They considered both of them after uh, White Men Can't Jump. (laughs) And I skipped over Tom Hanks because I'm picturing Tom Hanks in this role and having a lot of trouble with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know that one Tom Hanks move where he's like, he nods a lot kind Mm -hmm. of as he's preparing what he's going to say? Yeah. I just see him doing that a lot. (laughs) Yep. Yep. We're going to die. Yeah. But I mean, it was entertaining. I really, I thought it was, it was certainly fun. Like I, I, everything I expected, right. It kind of delivered exactly on the things that I expected to get out of the thing. I I did have a a many year gap between having seen this movie a couple of times and then seeing it because I watched it with my oldest uh, during the pandemic and I, I had forgotten some of the beats and it is, it's to me, it's not just what I expect from this movie. It's a little bit more, not in a way that I'm saying is a positive or a negative, but like <laughs> the way it keeps coming, the way they're like, you spend a lot of time in that elevator thing where there's not even a bus, right? A lot of time with that, that opening. Chapter. Right, right, right. That's a solid 30, 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Right. And then they get off the bus. They, they quote unquote win. And there's still a decent chunk of movie left right. with a whole other mode of transportation. Like it's, it really, it keeps on giving. Right. Well, I mean, that feels very, again, it's got that very nineties thing where it's like, again, the formulaic action movies like, well, you can't, you have to have like the false climaxes, right? Where like, it seems like you won, but now there's a reversal. Like, I feel like every screenwriter from the nineties is working from the same playbook. Basically <laughs> it's like to yeah. sub in different things, right? You know, John McClane gets out of the building, but the bad guy's still alive, you know? <laughs> But I mean, that's fine. It It is as I think I was reading like Ebert's review at the bottom and he's like, uh, you know, this this is a it is formulaic, but it it's done really well. Right. Like if you if you execute on the concept really well, then it works. And I, I agree. I think this movie is definitely like it has some nail biting moments. It has some super tense moments. Like it's well constructed. Like that scene in the elevator, right? Like when I told you, it was like, oh my god, somebody's gonna get cut in half by the elevator. And when they pull the last person out, like just as the elevator's falling, I was like, Ooh, right? Like you know, it gets you. You're you're like, yeah. I know this is a movie, but it, it ratchets up the tension in such an effective way that you are in it. Yeah. I I think you're exactly right. Like they it it is it catches you and it holds you and it starts right away and it just it just goes. Like there's there's you don't really get the the one time you think you've gotten relief in this movie. Like there's a moment of the release valve, then it just ratchets back up again. Like it just I don't know. I I really think that it is a very well a, a stupid story. I'm granting that right away. A stupid story, but very well crafted. I just I love everything about the execution because it's funny and dumb and good. Which is my three favorite things. <laughs> All right, Lex. Well, that covers speed. Uh, should we finish out this Keanu Reeves uh, kick we're on here? Or? With velocity? Velocity. Uh, our mini Keanu Reeves kick at the end of this season. Um, I think we're going to watch a movie that neither of us has seen to finish out I sh- this I season. I sure haven't. Uh, I have not seen this movie, which stars Keanu Reeves and I think somebody else. <laughs> I, was forgetting. I, I think I know who the co-star is. I do Patrick know who it is. It is Patrick Swayze. Okay. And it's uh, Point Break, which I don't know how I've missed. I don't know how Lex has missed, but we've both missed it somehow. So we'll I be have back. stories to tell you about it, but not yet. So Ooh, you've got to wait until right. We have to wait for uh, a couple weeks. But, you know, un- until then, I suppose, <laughs> keep, keep, keep watching. Jumping the, the hole in the road. Yeah. <laughs>
I guess I could have gone back to keep watching the cars. I mean, there are a lot of cars in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And subway trains and, and subway uh, trains airplanes. And airplanes. Keep riding the keep ride, Keep riding the public transportation. It's just support your local public transportation infrastructure. That's what we're saying. And I apologize to all listeners for my constant choking during this episode. I'm almost healthy. It'll be, it'll be better by the next episode. <laughs> it'll be better by the next episode. And we'll, uh, we'll see you there. Bye. Bye. <laughs> How did the show end? No one remembers. <laughs> No bus could make that. 70 miles per hour? You think that's enough? I've seen every Fast and the Furious movie, Lex. <laughs> a car can go to space, but a bus cannot jump a 50-foot gap.